Hi, my name is Scott Dahl. I'd like to uh, welcome you to my podcast series. This is number five. And what I'm doing is I'm uh, starting from the very first one. We're building knowledge and I'm giving you an idea of how I make investment decisions and what I see for the future of the securities market. So if you'd be kind enough, as I'd mentioned previously, to start with number one, work your way through to this one, and then uh, we'll continue to progress. Uh, I'm an investment advisor. I've been in the business 40 years. I've had my own company since 1996, and I read charts. I'm a technical analyst. We're going to start looking at inflation now. Uh, I've already established in the last episode that I believe we're in a long-term secular uptrend in interest rates. Higher interest rates have a tendency to uh, uh, coincide with higher inflation rates. So the what's going on with inflation right now? The Federal Reserve is raising interest rates because they're concerned about inflation, and they feel that if they raise interest rates, what that'll do is that'll slow the economy down and that'll stop the inflation. In theory, yes, maybe. Um, however, nobody really knows what the outcome of this Federal Reserve uh, activity is going to be because things are a lot different. The economy uh, is a lot different um, because of the uh, strong amount of cash that the government gave to people and put into the economy during COVID. And we'll get into that in more detail later on as well. So Inflation is a funny thing, and in, in it's not funny. It's uh, when that inflation genie gets out of the bottle, it's hard to stuff it back in. And inflation's not just going to go straight up. But even though inflation is backing off right now and coming down, I believe that we're in a long-term period of inflation. It's not going to go straight up, but it's going to go up for a, a long period of time with peaks and valleys, short-term fluctuation. So interest rates, in my opinion, are going to go higher. Inflation is going to go higher as well. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to point to this chart. This is a long-term trend of inflation. This is similar to the interest rate chart in the fact that it captures a lot of data. And this goes all the way back again to 1860. So what you're looking at is you're looking at the inflation rate from 1860 all the way to current. Uh, and this might be, again, a little stale dated. Uh, I believe inflation's down around 3% now. And the Fed target, their target is 2%. Now, the big question is, are they going to hold out for 2%? Are they going to raise their uh, lighten up on their target? I doubt that they will. The reason I doubt that is because I think that uh, in order to save face, they are going to stick. They want to be remembered in the history books as um, not only whipping inflation, but beating inflation. Something to keep in mind is inflation, when, when inflation first started up, the Federal Reserve said that inflation was transitory. They believed that it was because of supply and demand imbalances for goods that was, that was, uh, creating scarcity of goods because of the supply chain disruptions and was forcing the prices higher. So they said it was transitory. Well, they got rid of that word transitory in their language because, um, it wasn't. It was, it was, harder to fight. And it was it, it was there for a longer period of time as what they would anticipate it. The reason I'm saying this is just to point out the fact that I don't care who you are. Um, uh, I'm sure the Fed's doing a great job. I'm glad we have them. But there's nobody that can predict the future, uh, any a future of anything, but the future of what's really going to happen with inflation. So that's the value of being able to read a chart is you can go back and see what's happened in the past and maybe draw a similar correlation. So let's look at this chart. So back here's 1860, and you see this incredible volatility. I discussed this in a previous episode. So this is inflation from 1860 to current. This is 20%. This is negative inflation. This is positive inflation of 
And this is a zero line. And this is no inflation right through here. So the, this incredible volatility inflation, it kind of smoothed itself out right about in here. So it, it's, you can see that it just narrowed. It got, got less volatile. But I happen to believe that what happened was the Federal Reserve, remember I mentioned back in the 30s that the Federal Reserve was changed. It was changed. It gave the central banks, the central bank more authority over the peripheral banks or the regional banks. And it also uh, moved it away from the executive branch. So it gave it more, gave it more autonomy. And then it all, it gave uh, the chairman of the Federal Reserve more control over rates. So I think there's a possibility that that's what smoothed this data out. But let's go back to the data. Here's here's probably my most important point on inflation. We're in, quite possibly in a long-term inflationary cycle. And nobody can predict what's going to happen. But if you look at back in the 1970s, remember the la the whip inflation now, the Gerald, Gerald Ford had this button. In fact, you can still get them. I, uh, win, whip inflation now. So Inflation was a problem starting with uh, Nixon. It, it continued from that point forward. Just look at the chart and don't look at anything else from a fundamental standpoint. You can see that we had a run from this zero area back in the late 60s, 69, I believe it was when it peaked, it came back down, it went higher, it came back down, it went higher. So this leg up right here is probably coincides with this leg. Now, is it going to be exact? No. The history doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes. I think we're going to see a similar inflationary period to what we saw in the previous go-around, which was way back in the 60s, late 60s through to the early 80s. It will probably be different this time, but I highly doubt that inflation's whipped. Uh, I think that we're going to continue in this long inflationary trend. And if you look back again in the 70s, this was probably the first leg up of what is going to be two more or similar thrusts higher that's going to last for a long period of time. Higher interest rates are not good for stocks because higher interest rates, it costs more for companies to produce. And if it's going to cost more for companies to produce, their their future earnings are going to be worth less. Uh, and that would force the prices of stocks down. So we really don't want higher rates and we obviously don't want inflation. Now, is the Fed going to get a hold of this and get a handle on it? Maybe temporarily, but I think we're in a long-term inflationary trend. So is this inflationary period that I believe we're going to be in for a long period of time, is this similar to our previous experience back in the 70s? Maybe, maybe not. So let me read this quote to you that's up on the screen by Michael Bryan, who is the uh, vice chairman and the uh, chief economist for the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. He said that he believed that while economists debate the relative importance of the factors that motivated and perpetuated inflation for more than a decade, there is little debate about its source. The origin of the great inflation were policies that allowed for excess of growth in supply of money. That was Federal Reserve policy. So what he's saying is too much money in the system caused the inflation back in 65 to 82, and that's in all likelihood uh, what's going to cause the inflation today. So what occurred back in the 70s? And why did inflation get so bad? I'm not an economist. That's something an economist could certainly debate for a long period of time. Back in the 70s, we had an entirely different scenario. We were barely off the gold standard back then. Uh, Fed moves were not publicized. They were, there were totally different tools that they were using. There were less developed capital markets. We were less globalized. We're energy, somewhat energy independent 
now. So it was a whole different world back then than what we're experiencing now. So remember, history doesn't repeat itself, it rhymes. So we're in an inflationary period. And more than likely, it's a, it's a secular long-term trend because it's we, we have, we're in a long-term trend in interest rates and it's pretty much time for uh, inflation after years of, of significant uh, deflation. We actually had a point in time not too long ago, I'm thinking, I can look on the chart, but I think eight to 10 years ago, maybe less, where the Federal Reserve was actually trying to stimulate the economy because they were concerned that there was too little uh, inflation. So anyway, we're, we're following a similar, similar pattern. So what was different back in the 70s and early 80s? Well, what one thing that was different was um, uh, President Nixon, he, Haldeman wrote, he wrote in his diary that he believed the reason we had the inflation problem, and this is a quote that he had stated, that the president said that he had never heard of anyone losing an election because of inflation. They lost in elections because of unemployment and a recession, which is true. So Nixon, for political purposes, allowed the economy to inflate, and it worked. But when Nixon came up for re-election, the economy had a, had a booming phase, and that, that's probably what helped keep him him in office. So, I wouldn't blame the president for inflation. However, I mean, he tried to fight it as best as best I believe he could. But fact of the matter is, it's pretty common knowledge that he let the inflation rate go on too long for political reasons. So that's a difference. It's not happening now. In fact, what stopped that inflationary period? Uh, Carter uh, he had appointed Paul Volcker chairman. And Paul Volcker, he told Carter, he said, if you make me chairman of the Federal Reserve, I'm going to raise interest rates so high that I'm going to cause a recession. That's the only way we can get out of this runaway inflation. Carter appointed him anyway, knowing that he would probably have a recession and he would be a one-term president. That's what happened. And so they, there was a, re, a massive recession in 82 and that broke the back of this inflation. That's possibly the reason why the interest rates have gone up so far so fast is because the fe current Federal Reserve, they don't want to make that mistake again. They want to nip inflation in the bud. But I'll go back and say again that once inflation gets started, it's really, really hard to stop. So I think we're in a long-term secular uptrend in inflation, a long-term secular uptrend in interest rates. Will it be exactly like the 70s? No. But can we draw some knowledge from the 70s? 70s to help them some predictability going forward. Yes, we can. And so let's take a look at what the government did uh, during COVID to potentially start this inflation ball rolling. What they did is they spent money, uh, tons of money. And this money that they spent has to be repaid and it's has, it's going to be repaid over long periods of time. So your grandchildren and possibly even your great grandchildren are going to have to pay for this. It's the government borrowed from the future to do what they thought was right at the time to stimulate the economy so much because they were so scared that we were going to have this tremendous recession because of the COVID uh, virus. So if you look at the math to March 2021, the uh, total cost of COVID at that point was 5.2 trillion. Now that was more than World War II. World War II in today's dollars cost us 4.7 trillion. The government to March of 2021 had put in 5.2 trillion. And why do we use wars? Because wars are the expensive items that we've experienced. You look at all the spending through to the mid 2021, it was $13 trillion. That's more than the US spent in its 13 most expensive wars combined. If you look at Federal Reserve data, in August of 2019, there was $14.9 trillion in circulation in the United States. By January 2022, there was $21.6 trillion of money in circulation in the United States. In just 30 months, we had increased our money supply 30%. Now, here's something that is 
I think very important. 844 billion of that 6.7 trillion that was put into the economy. That was money that went directly into people's pockets. It went directly to families in the form of stimulus checks. And what they do, they either spend it or they, they put it into their bank account. Now the paycheck protection program, which was to help corporations, that was an $831 billion expenditure. 831 billion went into these corporations. So, so of the 6.7 trillion that the government put into the system, almost 1.7 trillion was cash directly to corporations or individual families. The government can't just go in and pull that back out of your checking account. It's there. It's there and it's in the system. That begs the question, is raising these interest rates, is it going to effectively slow down inflation? Is it going to stop that cash that's in the system from continuing to move around and, and continuing to create inflation? I don't know. I don't think anybody kn does know. The reason that we're so uncertain at this point is because the government has never just handed out money before. They've never done that. So we don't know what's going to happen out of that. However, I know inflation's sticky. It's hard to beat. And so are we going to be in a similar position to the 70s? Probably not. But are we in a continued inflation, long-term inflationary trend? I believe it's highly probable. So with that said, give me a call if you have any questions. You can reach me at 949-497-6366. It's dollcapitaladvisors.com. That's Scott Dahl at dollcapitaladvisors.com. You can reach me there. I'd be more than happy to help you out. Thank you for watching. Next time we'll get into what is more than likely going to happen, in my opinion, in the securities markets um, in the future. So thank you again. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this. <music>